Yes, yes, welcome and bienvenue, bienvenidos. Welcome to Write the Radio. I am your boy Bobby Dubs. Across from me in the brand new recording studio is Matt Marite. Matt, what's happening? I feel like I'm on KYW. Yes, yes right? I like, love it. I'm like like, I'm, I'm like I'm in the newsroom. That little ticker chopper thing playing under underneath, like exactly. I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh. Traffic and change. Washington now. Damn it! We got to get a hair and makeup girl now. Like this, this is too official. It's like this is super dope. But it is right. The radio. We're back. First show in our new digs. I'm happy to be here. A lot of a lot of moving and shaking going on in sports world, in our world. Uh, kind of exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's absolutely awesome sauce. And oh, ironically, awesome. that's where we are. Exactly. Awesome <laughs> sauce studios here. <laughs> Go to the website. Get ketchup. Yes, absolutely. We Sustainable ketchup. There you go. Not going to tell you what that means. <laughs> you got to find out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, so we're here in beautiful Newtown Square, and we're going to talk some uh, wings, lacrosse. They got destroyed by Buffalo. I happen to be in attendance, as I usually am, for that game. It's absolutely fucking absurd how bad they were beaten. And it... I'll, I'll give them credit. They they did in the second half make it respectable. I mean, they, there was a point where they were down, and it was like eight, seven, or eight to two, you know, early. And they were they at halftime they were down ten to three. That's kind of where the game got away. Yep. you can't fall down that far to a team that good and that offensively efficient. They scored four goals in their first five shots. That's fucking insane for you that don't uh, know a whole bunch about lacrosse, especially box lacrosse. That type of efficiency, you're talking the 80% shot percentage, is ridiculous. And that's how they were shooting early on, and it was just tough. And after that, they fell behind. But in the second half, they actually did outscore them, but not by enough yeah. <laughs> as they lost. Um they're a little bit better than the first time they played them, which was like a, a couple days before that. But they lost. They put them on the precipice. They're right there. They're still hanging on for a wild card spot. A wild card spot, rather. And it's like, do we dare still hope? Do we want the misery to end? Do we want them to be put out of their misery? It's like now they're on the road for the rest of the season. Uh, that hasn't actually been super great for them. They're, they're a middle-of-the-road team. Uh, they made some trades over the trade deadline. That I mean, do you think those trades are going to help them in this road this road trip? I mean, I I want it to. But it, <laughs> right? I think we both want but, it. But to. you've been kind of a, a broken record and echo these last couple weeks. Like the Wings lose again. Oh, the Wings in Buffalo. Right. It's just right. And this is starting to get to the point where it feels like an apathetic team to me when you don't exactly. have that effort initially out of the gate. Right. Like if you're not performing. In the first period. And, and it was the same thing with the Flyers, right? They just, they can't hold leads and the Wings aren't coming out yeah, they're strong. Not, they're two no. signs of an, of an apathetic team. And to put into context what you were saying about the four goals off five shots, a box lacrosse net is four by four. Exactly. Right? That is not a big net. And these goalies are very well padded yes. on the upper body, right? That, that is... Very difficult to score. Well, not it's fairly difficult to score, right? Because they're whipping a lacrosse ball. Yeah. If it's by your feet, there's not a whole lot you can do other than get lucky. Because the speeds that this 
you know, thing moves is insane. But, right, these are quality goaltenders, heavily padded, and the net is small. So to go four out of five on your first shots, that's, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Super efficient. And then, like, you want to believe Coach Day, you want to be close day when he says, oh, yeah, getting our asses kicked and then, like, Connor coming back yeah. is going to motivate us for next time. Like, you mean, when I actually spoke to him about it. Kind of rebounded in the second half. He actually outscored them in the second half of the game. Yeah, Does that give you any confidence in his like, team like, as great as Buffalo? But halftime, you can come in and you can sulk or you can go, okay. Second half. We need to do our jobs. This, this man's brilliant, isn't he? Is that Coach Day or yeah. Mike Yo? I mean, <laughs> or is it Andy Reid? We need yeah. to do a better job. Like, what the fuck? Right, right. It's a, Cana- it's a do Cana- your job. It's a Canadian accent, right? You know, <laughs> we came out, we, we put a good half together. It's, you know. Oh, it, like, you need to start off better. Right. And like, now, this doesn't lead to you going on a tear when, uh, you play your next game in the first quarter? I don't want to hear it. It didn't mean anything. Like, you consistently let, you know, other teams kind of dictate the pace of the game early on, and it's cost your team. Right, and this might be, and this is not something I advocate for at the lower levels as a high school coach, but when you're a pro at this point, you got to start flying off the handle, right? you got to be <laughs> smashing clipboards. you got to be ripping Right, something in a press conference, right? You, you have to show some type of emotion and fire, right? Because you know, Coach Day is the conduit to this team, right? He's the yeah. architect, the GM. He's the coach, right? He's got to show that he still has that fire, and he's not giving up on this group because this group right now is sort of taking his lead, and he's kind of a calm, stoic guy, and we very much appreciate that about Coach Day. You know, he's. A good interview, he'll give you his honest answer, right? Sort of like he did there. But we need him to get deeper. We need him to have that fire. And if he doesn't have that, you know, those guys aren't going to have that out on that field. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <sighs> I mean, for one team that's, you know, as we read through these things, because the wings aren't much to talk about now. <laughs> we're going to go coach to coach. We go from coach to coach because we, we got another team. This team's going to make the playoffs. Treasure. But still have. <laughs> Treasure the things he does well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, we got to talk some Sixers. Oh, my God. I want Joel Embiid to be the MVP. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Is, but I need to know is, jo- is, is Joel right or is he in his feelings about they hate me? Like, his, his literally quote was, I, I think they hate me. I. I- kind of agree with Joel. I don't know what the fascination with Nikola Jokic is. Right, he's the most awkward-looking dude. Nothing he does looks all that fundamentally sound. He doesn't even particularly appear to be all that athletic. He just can move and then like change directions, which at his size, I guess, is an accomplishment because he's a fat tub of lard. I hate that. I hate to go. I hate to go the Isaiah Thomas route, but it's the bird effect. This is a sport dominated by people of color. <laughs> Historically, 
You get a white boy that's even marginally fucking great. They're going to blow that shit up. Look at his big, fat white boy. He's dope. He's good at basketball. This is not supposed to happen. Hey, I, I'm telling you, Jokic is the fucking basketball equivalent of our boy Tyson Fury. He's big and fat, and he looks sloppy, but he's skilled as hell, and you want to blow it up because you're not used to seeing something in that package do that thing. Just like it was back in the day with Bird. Like, yeah, Bird was fucking great. But it's even better when you say this white boy can kick all those black dudes' asses. Look at this. Look at that. See, we got one. Like, you <laughs> talking shit. Hicks from French Lake are talking shit now because he can see they It's the same thing with Jokic. That you want to see somebody that's not particularly used to you seeing that in that form or fashion, somebody like that, and doing better. Anytime, like, is that, is that the Alex Caruso phenomenon? Yeah. It's just like it's like people that blow up fucking uh, <laughs> uh, TJ McConnell. Talking about how he's, hey, he's a spark plug and he's got heart and guts and he's gritty. He fucking sucks. Would you stop this? But no, they like to see it. They like to see that, that thing you can latch on to. Well, I think he what, is tremendously efficient. I'll give it to Nikola Jokic, but it's that thing. I think people like he got like, the complexion for the right. protection. Okay, like with TJ, we <laughs> like it because he looks like he's working so much harder than everybody else, right? Because he has to to just keep up with these, you know, six eight gazelles that are leaping up and down the court, you know, covering it in six steps. But right, like. Uh, I don't think DeRozan is a threat at all in this race. Um, no, not at yeah, all. Yeah, no. And I don't, right? Joel is a better defensive player than Jokic is. Right? I, I, and I know he has all these, like, sort of, he's an advanced stat darling just because the Nuggets are weirdly good. Right? And he's set, you know, he's done it without help this year, without. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Nobody has been through more this season than Joel Embiid. Not at all. When it comes to with the Ben situation, right, the and Ben situation, like literally, he's not had a number two until Harden came, and then like yeah. even Harden is not giving you the Harden you thought you were going to get. It's nice. It's, right. I would has love Harden, a twenty point triple double. Nobody's Harden, bitching about that. That's all we wanted from Ben. Has Harden it's, played twenty games this year? No. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's not happening. Tobias, come on. Right, Ty- Tyrese Maxey. Keep my power forward's name out your fucking mouth. All right? Or I'll go over there and slap you. Right, but they're not like viable <laughs> no second options. Right, Joel has had to do this as a traditional yes. center. And the West isn't even all that good. Oh, there's like two other players in the history of the game that's had more 40 and 10 games in a season than Joel has had this year. Right, it's ridiculous. I mean, when was the last time a center won the scoring title? Check. Right. How, how insane is that? You're talking mid 2000 check, right? It's insane. And I, I think he needs to get 35 to get it get the scoring lead back from LeBron in this next game. So hopefully that. Oh, LeBrick, Le Le take a game off because my <laughs> ankle is swollen. LeBron's Le, not I'm playing. I'm out of here. The Le Clippers. <laughs> It's a you heard it here first. It's a elimination game, and Bron's like, eh, you know, I think I'll let them beat. I think I'll let the Suns beat up on this. I'll come back against OKC so I can get my forty <laughs> and try to secure that title. It's a sham. It's an absolute. <laughs> They're sham. waiting until Fogel mockery. gets fired, yo. They're like, I'm, we're good. I don't need it. 
All he's doing is wasting his time until Bronny gets in the league, and then he's good. He's gone. He, at this point now, he, he's he been entrenched, and he wasn't before, in the personal, uh, you know, trophies and aesthetics and things like that. Now it's all right. I can't wait to be the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, I'm going to get a scoring title in, like, year 18. Like, that type shit. That's what's important to LeBron now. He's like, fuck this team. Fuck those titles. I got enough titles. If y'all don't want to put me on the same pedestal as dude, so fucking what? Rondo I'm out for was me right. Now. I'm out for self. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm not. Also, I'm ready to fire Doc. Are you ready to fire Doc? Oh God, God. We, damn it! Actually, I th- sorry, excuse me, Glenn. Huh? He's Glenn now. Glenn now. Uh, he's not even Doc anymore. No. He's Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Rivers, ladies and gentlemen. It's come to that point. It's come to that point where you you got to make you got to get a younger minded coach, one that's a better fit. But like you said on the pod before. Uh, with younger players that he can kind of reach to. He's great if you got a whole veteran gang of players. And even now, with the players that you would consider veterans, they're not like the old guard veterans. They're like the dudes that are <laughs> pushing late 30s on my age going into 40s are like the fucking LeBrons and Carmelos. It's like he the, needs the dudes those- out here playing for Doc are connected to him familially. Exactly. Right? It's Austin Rivers and Seth Curry. Exactly. But <laughs> so here's my idea, right? Because I'm already writing off this Sixers run because I don't think they're going to get out of the second round. Just because I'm that. I think, I think they do. I think, I they think do their bench is if just they get four, too thin. If they get four, I think they win that four or five matchup, and I think they beat Miami. I think they got a second round. I think their bench is too thin, and I think Harden's hamstring or whatever something's going to happen, right? Because he's clearly not in shape. And he hasn't been in basketball shape probably in three years. But I think the time is right to poach Jay Wright. Right? He's never going to come. No, Nova is Nova's, you know, going to fall off a little bit after this uh, year. They should have won the whole thing. They didn't get hurt. Well, exactly, but they're never going to be this good again, right? They lost Connor Gillespie. Did we say He's that the, the last time they, they went 2016 or whatever? The last time they went to the final four no. and won the whole thing, they this weren't going to be this good again, right? Throw all the money in the world at Jay Wright. Say, listen, we have Joel and we have James Harden, right? You he have you have a coming. title contending team in your first year. You cannot screw up. You will not be Billy Donovan, right? It is guaranteed that that is a playoff team that is a top yeah, four or five it's, it's a different team in thing. the East. And he doesn't have to move. There's no relocation. Now is the time. Why would you go somewhere to be a king when you can stay where you are and be a god? Because he's a god different. permanently. <laughs> right? He made people forget about Raleigh Massimino. Right? And Raleigh gave Villanova the greatest thing to. Like one of the top five victories in like college he basketball made Kyle history. Lowry a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Jay Wright time. Oh man, we could do worse. Shit, we have done worse. Yes, <laughs> Avery Johnson. Wait, no, not Avery. Uh, Avery. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Whoever hired him, that was worse. Uh, <laughs> Great player. I'm not sure the man can coach. So we're, we're assuming your prediction is that they don't get out of the second round. I think they can get the Eastern Conference Finals. That's I mean, they prediction. should get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I, I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Anyway, I know a team that is really, really fucking good, and they will definitely make the playoffs, and they will definitely go far. 
because they have been fucking rocking people. We need to clap it up and give some respect to your Philadelphia Union. To the Phillies? The hell is wrong with you? Spring training, darling. They are knocking the cover off the wall, but the Union, oh, that win last weekend, 2-0. Yes. Woo-hoo. They Love have it. not lost a game all season long. They are number one in the MLS power rankings that came out today. They have the best record in the conference. I got to say, this is impressive, man. We need we talk about the fucking coaches we have and the other teams. Can we, can we give Coach Curtin his flowers now? Oh, my goodness. Can we just fucking Bronco. Jim Curtin's fantastic. Jim Curtin's the man. I just want them fucking windbreakers. Yeah. <laughs> I can look like Jim on the sideline. Somebody get me a windbreaker. Can we get me a union windbreaker? Because I don't know if seen anybody look as fucking cool in one of those things. Stone-faced walking in that box. <laughs> And I think you're seeing a lot of things that got put in place last year with the union that are paying dividends this year, right? I think they took maybe a couple steps back in the regular season last year, kind of voluntarily, like, listen, we got to figure things out, set things up for the future, right? Once, you know, Aronson left, right? And they had to sort of reshape the roster. It looks really good. They they are yeah. playing incredible. It, to me, and I don't, you know, you don't want to jinx him a little bit too much pressure. Like, is this the year where they put it all together? Like, they had the year, they won the supporter shield. Then they were, like, I think they were the number two seed last year. And they went all the way to, you know, semifinals. This seems like a roster where, like, they're clicking on all cylinders. Everybody is healthy. Thank yep. God. You know what happened with the COVID thing. Where this is like, look, we got unfinished business. This is our year. We're coming. You either get ready or get ruled over. Yeah. And when you have the best keeper in MLS, that's so huge. Andre Blake. Right. He, and you, if you haven't gone every game. If every you game. haven't gone, you trust me. From And this is just from my vantage point from the press box when I'm there. You have to go to a union game and pray to God that you get to see him defend a PK or a free kick in the way he intimidates opposing players and opposing strikers, the way he's hopping around <laughs> one foot to the other, and the way he'll stand all the way to the side of the net like it's wide open and then get in the middle of the net. The way he intimidates an opposing player is awe-inspiring. Or something. It gives you chills and goosebumps because you know their nerves are shot mm-hmm. and they're, they're not making that kick. You got to go see a union game. You got to see Andre Blake in person. Trust me, should be on your bucket list of things to do is go see the brick wall. And if they're away, drop by Zed's beer. We play the games. I'll be there. Absolutely. Right. We've had the supporter shield actually in, I'm have a Zed's when I get in out the here. bar. It was awesome. <laughs> right. I didn't touch it because they told me how much it was insured for. <laughs> uh, so I declined, but I took a picture near it. Yeah, I gave it. I gave it the Vanna. Yeah, I gave it the Vanna. <laughs> the new latte. No. Yeah. Oh man, well we need to clap it up for you. They are really good. The Phillies. I'm excited about the Phillies. And it's it's dingers and <laughs> Ding, dingers and wingers, baby. Uh, dingers, dingers and, and wingers. wingers. Dingers right. and vibes, baby. That's where we're at all day long. <laughs> I don't need to. I look. Screw I'll I'll screw take 10 a, 11 games screw a bullpen. Right? Exactly. I'll Let's take 10-11 games all season long. It's hitting, baby. You can hitting get me season. 85 to 88 wins, and it's all eight to nine games. I'm right there. Fuck it. <laughs> I just like I want like 
when you see how excited a guy like Larry Boa is for this team, right, that gets me so amped. Right, because Boa is one a bit of a curmudgeon. Yes, but I mean he's a seven neither fucking screw. But but he <laughs> is like a baseball lifer and a yeah. bit of a baseball genius. Right, when Boa's like leaning forward in his seat and talking real excited. Right, I'm just like okay, this is right. This is it. We got a team here. I'm right. anxious to hear what what Charlie thinks. You know. Him being such a great hitting coach, he's got to be fucking salivating like Pavlov's dog looking at that lineup. They're going to hit. (laughs) They're going to hit. Line up one, two, three, hit, 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 hit. (laughs) Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for joining the show. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, this this is going to be a fun lineup. You You got runs and hits everywhere. I can't wait to see him. I like I I've never been to like go get the whole season package thing, but they got the I think it's fifty bucks a month and yeah. you get all the home. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Or like <laughs> or like the old Sunday package. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sundays at the ballpark? Oh. oh it's gonna be fantastic goodness. down there. And they just signed a deal. Mac and Mancos is gonna be there, right? Famous Jersey Shore Pizza and Colby's chicken sandwiches, co owned <laughs> by Mr. Dinger himself, <laughs> Ryan Howard. <laughs> Gotta love the pink. All right. And, okay. So the homie, <laughs> Ryan F- Philly's homie. record all time. I think it's like 226 home runs in one season. I think that mark has fallen this year. Oh, right? I'm going over. You got Bryce. You got Schwarbzy. You got Castellanos. Castellanos. Right. JT Reese. Right. Just from those five, they should be able to do that. But you know. We'll see. I mean, they got Segura. Uh, somehow, Didi Gregorius is yeah. still on this team. How did that happen? Didi, uh, did he did he sign? Is he just there? Is I think Joe you know, Girardi think just he, letting him work. I out? think he knows the guy. He, <laughs> he clearly knows the guy. He's got pictures. I don't know. Mickey Moniak's hitting the cover off the ball. He looks fantastic. Exactly right. Stott looks like he's going to be an everyday type player. Alec Bohm is clinging to his life. I think that's the most interesting storyline yeah. right now out of the Phillies camp. Is like, is Alec Bohm going to be able to stay up with yeah, the big he club? He made the roster for now. Yeah, for now, <laughs> at this moment, yeah. As we are currently recording, Alec Bohm is on the roster, <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. That's as far as we're going to go as of this recording. <laughs> yeah. But the Philly, the Phillies are brimming. With positivity, right? I mean, we don't even have to talk about starting pitching because we just think we're going to hit. But yeah. it's right. But it seems like the Phillies are taking steps to be, you know, an all-in type of team. Whereas the birds, the birds, it looks like we're getting ready green. to head into the birds' nest. Oh my God, Howard, 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 yeah. making moves. If you would. Gotta Just make, been gotta living make under comf- a rock. Got to make a comfy bird's nest because we're going to be uh, sitting here for a little bit, I think. <laughs> and by here, I mean middling mediocrity and not committing to anything. Yeah, they had a chance to build on you know what they accomplished last season, making the playoffs, having a quarterback that was a Pro Bowl alternate, trying to maybe you could build around them. You had three first-round picks. And what we got here was Howard – Trading pick 16, 19, and 194 to the Saints for pick 18, uh, 101, 237, a first rounder next year, and 
a uh, <laughs> third rounder, I believe, uh, next year. Uh, no, so so. Oh yeah, it's a first rounder, first rounder, twenty twenty four second rounder, second rounder. Yeah. Now Matt, who has put this in the, <laughs> the Bell and the Birdman newsletter, will be out shortly. You have been warning people that the Saints may not stink next season. Right, yeah. So, so don't go look at, <laughs> don't just assume that that top, the dead pick is going to be like top 10. Right. So if you're not in the Bell and the Birdman Discord, yes, there's no, Sean Discord, yes, there's no there. Drew Brees. Yeah. But, right. So people in the Discord immediately start going off like, this is a top 12 pick. I'm like, are okay, maybe. Okay, but we got to look at it like this, right? They, NFC South is relatively weak division outside of Tampa. Yes. Right, you get to play the Falcons twice, who look like Marcus Mariota is their starting quarterback, yes. and Cordero Patterson is their starting running back, wide receiver, tight end. Right, yeah, <laughs> kick like, returner, yeah, <laughs> coffee <Yeah>. maker, <laughs> so custodian. And then, right, and then you have Carolina, <laughs> whose options are rookie to be named later, Sam Darnold or Cam Newton. Oh goodness, yeah. So in the in the, I could, in the carcass could re- of Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Right. You, you could reasonably <laughs> assume that there's a four and two divisional team. Right. And then we're going through. I went through the rest of the schedule. Right. They play the Vikings who are meh. They could be good one game, unconceivably bad the next week. Right. Cleveland Browns. They might not even have Deshaun Watson. No, when they're they going to have at least six games. Right. Yeah. So he's going to be out. They could play him. Right. They play the Eagles. Oh, I mean, this could be the first time they play the Eagles w- with their starting quarterback actually on the field, right? Uh, Jameis Winston is back, right? They got Andy Dalton backing him up. Michael Thomas is back. Kamara will be healthy. Marquez Callaway broke out last year with nothing around him, right? This And then this is a team that was, right, a top four or five defensive team in all of football, now has a defensive coach. Uh, as their head coach and Dennis Allen is openly courting Tyron Matthew, right? They could bring the honey badger in. He was there today, like this afternoon for a visit. This I is, want the honey badger. Right, I want yeah. the honey badger. I want the honey badger like Vince wanted Marlon Mack and yeah. Russell Wilson. That's how bad I want the honey badger. I mean, yeah. that's a, a, a topic for another day. Right, but he seems like like a New Orleans Saints kind of player, though, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And you know they value safeties, right? Because they, you know, when they made a mistake and let Malk go they brought him back they brought him right happy back happy trails malcolm jenkins by yeah. the way <laughs> happy retirement yeah we we got to answer the, the big question though. like clearly clearly this trade is the definitive statement that they are not sold on Jalen Hurts, no matter what the fuck he says about him being our guy clearly he has just hedged his damn bet let, let, let's let's stop the bullshit keep it 100% funky in here how he clearly hedged his fucking bet. Yeah. This is, oh, I got two number ones next year. I can move up and draft a quarterback in what should be a much better draft class than this year. This is a, Jalen, you got one year to let me know whether you're really the guy or not. Right. And Even this, though you're, and it looks like they're fucking him because they're not really, unless they use those two picks offensively, you're not even building around him to even give him a shot at being any more successful than he was the previous season. So you're really like, yeah, watch this. This is how he's perfectly making it so that he has a completely legitimate excuse to move on from Jalen Hurts in next year's draft. Okay, well, so yes. it all works in his favor. This is kind of a sink or swim, like show us you have actual talent, Jalen, type of year. 
But we should be able to see if, you know, he can do it at this point, right? Jalen Hurts will have will be in his second year in this offense, right? Coaching staff will all be in their second With years. With the juggernaut who is Zach Pascal, right? Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but theoretically, right, training in the same offense, you should know it better. You should be able to make your reads more effectively, right? You should have a much better handle on the playbook, on the flow of the game between him and the coaching staff, right? Yeah. Not going to mess around anymore with this forcing Jalen Rager onto the field when Quez Watkins is your clear number two, yeah. right? Zach Pascal makes it so you can play in a three or four wide receiver set if you want to, right? Dallas Goddard's not playing second fiddle to Zach Ertz anymore. And, you know, right? If Jalen is putting in this work, we always talk about he's such a hard worker, he's such a leader, right? If he's putting that work in this summer, why shouldn't he improve, right? True. I mean, if he can't take a, a noticeable well, step. What what do you think is enough for them to be like, all right, all right, we'll use those two pickles and something else. What does he have to accomplish for Howie Rosen to be satisfied that he uses those two picks elsewhere? He's got to go, go like 27 and 10, probably throw for around 3,800 yards, make a playoff appearance. But he needs a signature win, yeah. right? And this is something that I've kind of brought up in the Discord and we kind of gloss over people like, oh, well, he played really well in some game. What is Jalen Hurts' signature win as an Eagle? Didn't have one yet. Right? Right. Is his I mean, his best game might be that first game playing against the Saints. And that's yeah. right. I don't remember a damn thing about that game. Right? <laughs> I just remember he outdueled Taysom Hill. Who is not a legitimate NFL quarterback? <laughs> who is not hard to outduel? Who is play, who is lining up as a tight end this season permanently, right? So, right, J- Jalen needs that full game, right, bookend to bookend, right, experience, right? Because we've seen it like he had a great first half against Denver, right, through an incompletion and a pick in the second half, didn't throw a pass again, right. Mm-hmm. Detroit, our most impressive win, he threw the ball 11 times and essentially did nothing. Right? Uh, the, what, the Washington games? Eh? Yeah. It's not like a fantastic performance. Giants game two? Whatever. He yeah. scored three points in the first half. He's not. He doesn't have a first half, second half, put it all together yeah. type game. He's going to need to show at least one of those. And in my opinion, he has to show four or five of those if he wants. You need one of those yeah. three fifty, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, we win by twenty five games. Yeah, <laughs> and he has not had that. Oh, now the real question is: Is the offense going to be tailored so where he can do that? Yeah, all right, but all right, you don't know if they're going to continue with the the run first thing, the legion of move as I like to yeah. call them. And, and all of that, do they bolster the offensive line with this draft? Do you go get a Limbaugh uh, or, or somebody of that caliber and, uh, you know, fortify that offensive line for years to come? Because eventually Jason Kelsey's going to tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> that, that is coming, Howie. <laughs> I mean, if the Eagles have multiple picks in the first round, if one of them is an offensive lineman, I mean, uh, the draft party here at the studio, I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be in awe. I might be popping champagne. I mean, who who knows? <laughs> right? It can go a myriad of ways. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably shore up the lines. Uh, you know, people are talking a lot about, oh, I want to trade up for Sauce Gardner. It's like, okay, the guy's not Jalen Ramsey. 
right? He yeah. played at Cincinnati for Christ's sake, <laughs> right? He, you could oh, anybody can defend a uh, wide receiver at Cincinnati. the University of Memphis, right? That's who he's going up against, right? I'm sorry for those who support the American Athletic Conference, nah, the American. right? But that's not like that's not a very good indication of future success. No, it's not. It's not. Right? Temple plays there. There you go. Yeah. There you have it. Not good. <laughs> go Owls. Oh man. I went there. I know what it's like. I went there. I know what it's like. <laughs> not not too calm. I've seen their football team. Not good. Not good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's a shame. I love the T. To you, right? Uh, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like Temple's great. Like I want them to be a legitimate football school. It's just it got so close to happening, and then they got ripped away from us. Took it away, right? They're like, oh snap, we just beat Penn State, right? Christian Hackenberg just went down at the link, and then it's just been a disaster from there. Never, never. Never the same again. DJ Walker, that's my guy, though. <laughs> Forever. Oh, man. Yeah. Before we get out of here, because we do have the guys from the news leads coming in after us. We, we we had some big moves. I moved. I got a new spot. Stacked out in all types of Eagles and Sixers and Phillies and Flyers paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved to a new studio, as we said at the top of the show, uh, doing a lot of things here at the Awesome Sauce Studio. I ask you guys, like, what are you, like, what are your top five like famous moves, good, bad, or indifferent? Like, you ever like a team move somewhere, and you're like, I, I fuck with that. I like them going there. We're like, like Taylor, were you a big uh, Houston to Tennessee guy? Were you feeling that? <laughs> Figure out the uh, Oilers to Titans. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't big on that. Like, like I wasn't big on Seattle to OKC. The yeah, fuck no, was that? That's brutal. <laughs> I need basketball. Seattle, I love the Supersonics. Just the, the whole feel of it, the green, everything. I, I fuck with the Supersonics. They're all bad, right? Terrible. They're all bad because you're just taking a community and a team away from exactly. that city. Like, has anyone that really worked? Like even when they took the Rams from L.A. to St. Louis, like that, that took a while before they were any good, right? And that was it. Was like there was like a like team your Cardinals going, from St. Louis to Arizona, right? There was a team like, going back and forth <laughs> from. Right, because it used to be the New Orleans Hornets. Yes, then that's where Chris Paul sh- was drafted. It was the New Orleans right. Hornets. Then they were the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, right. Then, uh, like no, the, 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 you know, were the, the Hornets like it like an expansion team? Yeah, it was like the Charlotte Bobcats, yeah. New Orleans Hornets. Then the Bobcats were like, we're just gonna take over the whole Hornets name, logo, right. everything. And then New Orleans became the Pelicans. It's fucking ridiculous. Right. It's absurd yeah. and, and a demand that should have never happened. <laughs> uh right like if you're gonna go bad move, I think Seattle to OKC is an all timer. Um eh. fucking Baltimore and the Colts yeah. <laughs> fucking Amsgrain and New England in the middle of the fucking night they left Baltimore yeah. to go to Indianapolis. Same thing with the, uh, speaking of Baltimore, fucking Browns with yeah. the Baltimore became the Ravens. And then people just act like that never fucking happened. And they're like, oh no, we got some new Browns. Yeah. We'll just give them all the history. I mean, if you want to talk good moves, Atlanta to Calgary, probably the best thing the NHL could have done yeah. in that situation. I still get kind of bummed out about Atlanta to Winnipeg. Mm. I liked the Thrashers. 
right? But they obviously weren't going to have Montreal any real to Washington. You feeling it? No, the that to the sucks. Nationals? That sucked. <laughs> I hated that. I missed the I missed the spos. <laughs> you missed the spos. RIP to the spos. Right. Yeah. If you want to do good move, right from the Spectrum to the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Oh, Wells man. Fargo Center is a fantastic building. I'm like I'm like being one of my only friends that could like name all the different fucking banks that were there at one point. Okay, so it was um, core what, states, core states, the first, first union. union. Wachovia. The Wach, yep. <laughs> the Wach. Now it's the Farg. Now it's the Farg. Or yeah. the Well, if you would. <laughs> right, but I think that was a good move, right? The Spectrum had its charm. It was really good yeah. for some things, but I mean, the facility they have I now, remember going it's to still see, top-notch. I saw Ric Flair live at the Spectrum as a kid. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. It was a house show. It was fucking awesome. He dropped trowel and everything. He's a fucking showman, and I love Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Charlotte, big win. Big win. Big win for Charlotte. Big win. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big win at WrestleMania. I, I was cool at WrestleMania. Not too cool with that fucking... Uh, and I love Roman. Like, you just saw my Twitter at Robin Whitney. You would have saw me holding up the belts, you know, acknowledge me, all that. I'm all for the tribal chief. That main event was ass cheeks. Just putting it out there. I, I have no idea how it was he way went too over, short. over you, Brock. Brock why is at the was Stone Cold out there for 25 fucking minutes? Why not? You, you, you got Stone Cold. You told him. me this was the greatest WrestleMania main event ever, and you gave him eight minutes. But you gave fucking geriatric Stone Cold half an hour. Vince no selling a fucking stunner. Did he like collapse? I thought Vince had a heart attack. I thought he had a stroke in the middle of the stunner. Is it weird <laughs> that the most over guy in the WWE right now is Pat McAfee? It's terrible, <laughs> but he's over as hell. Right. I was in my living room with the thing they play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was singing it in the living room. I'm like, yo, let's go, Pat. Right. Fucking punter, baby. Right. He's doing, you know, suplexes off the top rope. Wee Man hit a fantastic body slam. Oh, yeah. The Wee Man slam. On Sami Zayn. <laughs> uh, Did you see Bianca Shiner? Yeah. Oh, my God. Woo. That woman is tough. Yeah, that woman is real tough. Shout out to Naomi and Sasha getting the tag titles. Yeah, Naomi with that some, Lambo. With some hardware, baby. Uh, shout out to Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley just wearing leather like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Just being hot. <laughs> shout out to them, too. I don't know how anybody only moves live in that. once. No, like it just, yeah, like it, it that, that looks like an uncomfortable getup, but they're rocking it. Oh, he's like the only like six foot woman. And I'm right there for it. Yeah. Real. Me and you, real. Broad shoulders and all. I'm right there. Yeah. Shout out to RK Bro. Oh, Still yeah. Still doing the damn thing. Oh, man. The RKOs, the one riddle hit from the top, the top rope. And then Randy midair. Edge still doing things. Edge and fucking uh, Damien Priest. Damien Priest. Diabolical duo now. Yeah. It was random as fuck that he was standing there, though. Like, I didn't seem like he right, just, yeah. camera just panned over. He was standing there. <laughs> Poor AJ Styles. Man, phenomenal. Fucking Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan fucking Paul. Well, I am glad he took a skull crushing finale. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> but he looked pretty good. Yeah. Which is kind of bad for Dominic Mysterio when right? Lo- Logan, Logan Paul, Paul looks is as in good better as you shape do. than yeah. you. Why can he not have any muscle right. mass? Right, Pat McAfee's getting a better pop you than you are. Fill out a fucking <laughs> you fill out that leotard better than Dominic does, Matt. <laughs> you're you're more stocky than Dominic Mysterio. 
It's a fucking shame that he has no muscle mass whatsoever. Unfortunately, they have not that had. That baggy. They yeah. haven't had a great Italian wrestler since Santino Morella. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Milani miracle. Exactly. The 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 only man to win the Divas <laughs> Miss WrestleMania award. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Yeah, things you know things were going south for Santino when they made him grow that monobrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the hey. Yeah, the viper. Hey, somebody's <laughs> got somebody's gonna do comedy action wrestling. Oh yeah, that's what they're here for. Shout right. out to Sami Zayn. Yeah. And shout, we're putting shout out to Johnny Knoxville over. Our truth. For holding it down year after year. That's a life goal now for me to be the 24-7 champion. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, we can't go 24-7. So like I said before, you can find me at Rob M. Whitney. You can find me on Instagram now. New Instagram. <laughs> Rob the writer got fucking hacked. Fuck that dude. But you can find me at Bobby Dubs. 1985. Best year ever. <laughs> 85. Do it die. You know how we do it. Bobby <laughs> Dubs. 85. On Instagram, you can follow me there. Get those followers back up. <laughs> I need my following again. Yeah. Like I said, Twitter, at Robin Whitney. Facebook, just type in Rob Whitney. Go to Amazon, get the book, Hope Over Hurt. Hear about my journey. Find us, Bell and the Birdman newsletter. We're going to have uh, a good issue coming out tomorrow. I'm going to make sure that uh, the bird's nest is in there. <laughs> Matt's going to let us know why we shouldn't just assume the Saints are going to fucking be bad. And uh, Vince has also got something cooking there, so make sure you go check that out. Matt, where can they find you? Uh, y'all can find me mining crypto with the uh, new Rob Whitney. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. That's cool, dude. That, my, that man DMs me every day. Oh, no, no, it's really me this time, bro. I swear. Yeah. I was like, oh, Dub sent me a video. And I was like, oh, old account. Whoops. <laughs> Yo, dude fucking... He DM'd my ex-wife while I was in oh. there, yo. I was like, yo, she was like, yo, you doing Bitcoin now? I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> like, dude, nobody's going to fall for this. They all just immediately message me and go, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you got hacked? Okay, I got it. Like, dude, they, you're not going to get anybody with this. As always, he's not behind any glass anymore. He's over there in his fucking bat cave type. <laughs> set up but you know we got taylor credatus <laughs> the man behind the buttons kicking ass as usual go find him at k pop all over your box yeah. taylor get us out of here so the nosebleeds can do their thing <laughs>